another showcase Saturday. <laughs> uh, if we said if we called it something else previously, sorry, but we're going with showcase Saturday. Okay. Um, we have one of my dear, dear friends on today, and we're so excited to have her on. And she does something that we know nothing about. So we're really excited to chat with her about that. Um, but to start, uh, Katie, you want to start us with our affirmation? Okay. I am an open and clear channel to receive guidance and clarity from my guides and the universe. Awesome. So if you listen to our guest episode with Indira Grace, Christy and I started along the same time with that. So it, we worked at a corporate job together and I met her there in the gym and we both just were like, hey, are you into this stuff? <laughs> and we were like, uh, yeah, I, I actually am getting into this stuff. And it was so funny because it, when I talked about it on Indira's, it was just like all of a sudden I had these six people around me that were all doing these similar things. We all started on our journey at the same time. And it was the wildest experience. And so it's just been so much fun to watch Christy get out of her little shell and kind of do all these different unique things. And she's just so talented in so many ways. And I'm just excited to have her on with us today. And we are going to be talking about one intuition, which is what we always talk about. She's also a small business owner in multiple ways, and she does her readings in creative style, intuitive writing, which is really, really cool. So Christy, how are you today? I'm pretty good. How are you guys? Good. Oh, you know, just great. <laughs> Katie, how are you today? <laughs> I'm so good. I'm excited because this is not anything I know anything about. Yeah. So and we Christy's done excited. a reading for me and it was awesome. Yeah. Oh, same. Thanks. <laughs> she, she did one for me over um, Thanksgiving. She did like a gratitude day and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, all of this. Yes, 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 yes. I was like, right. This is, I was like, this is exactly what I, what I was thinking. And so that's just really fun having a friend that wants to practice on you. And then she, yeah, she's just awesome. She's an, you're an amazing person. I was like, she's right here. Just talk to her. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so how did your journey kind of start? Like, how did it kind of like around the same time that I started, like, what was yeah. kind of your first little inklings that you wanted to change or you were going somewhere? Um, so like my grandma was really into a lot of different, she did tarot readings and like birth charts and all that. Um, so I kind of dabbled back when I was like a kid, but honestly, I would say it was meeting you and talking more about it. And that day that we went to White Light Bookstore yeah. and I had an energy worker like tell me I was an empath. And I feel like that changed my whole life. And I was like, oh, okay, this is yeah. what I'm feeling. This is what I'm trying to work through. <laughs> yeah. Cause I love using you as an example with that on the podcast that like before that moment too, I don't think I knew what an empath was either. Yeah. And so once you figured out that information, you were like, oh, I know how to protect myself now. And I, I, I it's yeah. a thing. It's not just me feeling overly sensitive and having all these emotions. It's <laughs> exactly. I'm just collecting everybody's <laughs> emotions. Yeah. That's awesome. So do you have some special techniques that you use to protect yourself? Um, I guess I should kind of preface that I like that day I went in completely skeptic, like proved to me and she right. did without a, without a doubt, I'm a 
completely converted now. Um, but even with like crystals, I wasn't that into crystals. And then she recommended rose quartz and I started working with that one. And now I'm in love with a lot of different types of crystals. <laughs> um, so I feel like just kind of, I don't know, being open to trying those things. And I guess when it comes to protecting and working with an empath, I am working on a workshop for new empaths because I'm drawing a lot of empaths to me. And mm -hmm. so many people don't know how to protect themselves. They don't know how to even start on that journey. And since I did a lot of reading and a lot of research on how to do it, I'm working on a workshop to kind of help get people at least started on it. Yeah, that's awesome. We've yeah. been talking about that too, but that would be awesome if you're, we've been called to so many different things. So once you get that going, we'd love yeah. to push all of our people towards you since you awesome. already have it going. Yeah. Cause yeah. you know, we like to Sarah likes to come up with about 12 million things that we're doing at once. So I'm like, okay, let's just let everyone do their own specialties. That's awesome. So how do you yeah. think your intuition kind of speaks to you or what have you noticed from the beginning of your journey with intuition compared to now, like how you got to this point with creative writing? Um, I should also say that I'm very, very Capricorn. So I'm, I over Katie's a Capricorn like too. Yeah, girl. <laughs> So I feel like I was getting a lot of messages, but then I was always like, is that really a message? Am I really, like, I overthink it way much, way too much. So um, I guess kind of just having faith and kind of going with like, I'm getting this from somewhere. It's not, I'm not making it up and kind of trusting that and following that more kind of just helps you dive deeper into the different clairs and into your different gifts. Like it's some amount of surrendering and trust to it. <laughs> Yeah. And I feel like we, we've talked about a couple of spirit, we've had a couple like spiritual awakening episodes and that is the main thing. Like this, when the synchronicities finally start linking up and you're like, Whoa, like, this isn't me. Yeah. I'm not doing this. I'm not controlling everything in this, in my environment to create these situations. And I feel like Katie and I'll text each other and be like, wait, is, what do you think this is? Like, we yeah. don't do that anymore because now we're just confident with the mm -hmm. messages that we're receiving. I feel like sometimes I still kind of, again, I'm very Capricorn. So I still sometimes catch myself in those like loops of doubting. Um, but like, I have a pendulum. So I feel like that's always when I like pull it out, be like, okay, yes or no. Was this really me? Or is this like, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I no, I tried the pendulum and my brain, I just, I don't know. I don't think I have the patience. Um, I learned from somebody that you can ask your pendulum when you buy it, if it wants to come home with you. And mine always say no, <laughs> so they like, or they don't move. So I'm like, oh, I guess okay. I just, uh, I guess it's not time. I guess. <laughs> you haven't found the right one yet. <laughs> yeah. They're, or they're like, hell no, I'll get lost in that room of your chaos. <laughs> I'll get, I want to go home with somebody that's organized. That's funny. Um, so how your so what kind of creative writing do you do? Let's um, start there. Okay. I've always really enjoyed reading and writing. So when I was like back in high school, I did a lot of song lyrics and that kind of thing. Um, I did poetry and newspaper. And then I think after college, I just kind of fell off of it and I didn't really write much. And it was really a, a mystic fair that my friend host that I went to. Um, it was probably two years ago. And one of their speakers was doing it on automatic meditative writing. Mm -hmm. And I used to like to write. So I was very interested and sat through the class. And what she did was she pretty much like handed out pieces of paper and had us like sketch really lightly. Like you shouldn't see your pen on the other like next page kind of light. 
and we just like doodled circles. And then she had us do some like deep breathing and then we continued to doodle and she started asking us questions. And you're just supposed to keep your pen moving. Like if you didn't have an answer, then you just doodle. If you do have an answer, then you just jot it down, but don't correct spelling, don't correct grammar, just like keep the pen moving. So that's kind of like how I got into it. And it's obviously gotten a lot deeper and now I do a lot more with it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So That's do you so get cool. messages from spirit that you for different people or for yourself? And then that's how you get it all out on paper or where do, where do you feel like they come from? Um, so I definitely have um, the clear feeling and clear knowing the knowing when I have more issues and I'm still practicing that because I overthink it and question it too much. Um, but with my like Oracle readings, what I do is I literally feel like it heat off of a card. So then I'll pull that and then I kind of meditate on that. And I usually have a piece of paper beside me, which if messages come through, I just kind of jot them down. And I like to look at like the whole spread of cards before I really like go over it with someone because sometimes they all play off of each other and more messages come. Um, So awesome. But some of it is the clear knowing too, just like I jot down a sentence that I would never have said to somebody, but I wrote it down. So it's coming from somewhere. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Kind of creepy, but (laughs) but awesome. (laughs) I know Katie's always asking about tarot and I'm like, I, yeah, I use it, but I, I don't know. Like we need to have someone better that's on because when I, and I, I messaged you that one day, I was like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? Because I read it in the book and I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to, I'm failing at everything. And you were like, no, that's not what that means at all. (laughs) I was like, okay, I quit. I'm just going to go back to my crystals. (laughs) I'm still learning tarot. It's a very different kind of form um I like oracle decks more just because I'm more artistic and I feel like I can get more from those pictures but tarot is pretty straightforward and you can get really detailed with it it's just trying to learn all the different card meanings yeah yeah I recently joined a it's it's called biddy tarot have you ever heard of that okay so Mm -mm. no okay so it's a group on Facebook I actually recently joined it as a lady who teaches people how to do it because I'm fascinated by it because the way I grew up, I had a lot of conditioning with religion and tarot was one of those things that was, you don't touch that. That's from the devil. Right. So as I've gotten (laughs) older, I'm like, okay, you know, I have lots of friends who are very, very deep into spirituality that have far more belief in spirit and, um, you know, God in terms of not the way that I saw God, but, because of how I grew up, but in terms of how I see God now. And so I find it so fascinating. But my problem is, is when I find something that I want to jump into, I jump in too much and then I'm so overwhelmed. So how do you kind of, do do you have a way to kind of like pull it back? And do you just kind of go off of, I guess you would go off of your intuition, right? Um, so I have a tarot deck. Normally when I do like fairs or readings for people, Oracle is my go-to just because I think, again, I get messages more clearly from an Oracle deck and I have a couple of favorite ones that are usually my go-to. Um, I do have a tarot deck and if I need more specifics, sometimes I'll pull cards for those, but a lot of times I still have to look up the meanings behind them or, and I don't feel like my intuition kicks in as much for some reason with a tarot deck. And I don't know if that's yeah. partly on me or partly that they don't want to talk to me through that way. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't, that's how I'm I not feel super resonant. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like resonate. so complex. Yeah. I do love Oracle decks too. And uh, they're just easy. I don't know. I got you the, I think the Buddha Oracle mm-hmm. deck, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, so I guess I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, What's the what? difference between tarot and oracle? Um, so tarot, they have a set number of cards and you have major and minor arcana, which all have their own meetings. They can be, you can go really deep in there. So they could have reverse meetings if you want to learn all about that. Um, they can relate to different aspects of like home life. And it's very specific on what suits it is, what number it is. Like they all have specific meanings. Oracle, on the other hand, is pretty much like somebody designed a picture for it and then they, somebody else or even the same person designed a meaning. Um, so each deck is different and some of them come with guidebooks, some of them don't. But for the most part, like, it's its own picture and its own meaning and you're just drawn to a specific one. Okay. Yeah. So you can kind of, and the guidebooks are kind of helpful when they're like, this was my intention behind it. Or when I was channeling, this is what I received from it. So this is what it means to me. So mm -hmm. it allows someone kind of like what I do with crystals. Like this is what this crystal means to me. So yeah. I know there's a lady that does the shows um, at like most of the events that we go to and she does the same thing with crystals like crystals mean specific things for her so yeah. it would be kind of like that you just have the freedom to do it but tarot decks are like a lot more complicated and they're kind of a little bit more rigid in there much more uh, structured yeah yeah and there's a lot of them so I'm like I can't remember all this stuff yeah yeah I'm really awesome. good with the major ones there's so many minors that I'm like yeah I don't I don't know them all <laughs> I have a guidebook yeah <laughs> right yeah. Google's like my best friend. I'm like, ah, what is this again? <laughs> That's awesome. So I didn't realize that when you're doing readings for people, you stop and then you just like creative, you automate, like, automatic write from mm -hmm. that. And then you kind of get more details from your writing. I've gotten, the more I've done it, like the readings, I've gotten better at getting messages, like the clear knowing, like they just come to me. Oh, um, nice. I have a really bad memory, so I usually drop them down. <laughs> um, but I also, when I first started, I did a lot of it strictly through writing. Like I would look at a card and then do those little circle doodles until stuff came out about it. Um, That's awesome. I've gotten a little bit away from that, but it's sometimes if they need more like clarification, I'll sit there and like meditate for a minute and see what else comes through. And sometimes additional messages will come through. That's awesome. So when you started this, how how much did you practice? Did you do it all the time? Was it just kind of random? Um, I would say I'm still kind of getting my feet wet. I've done a lot of virtual readings and a couple in person, and I've done two fairs. So I'm still would say I'm fairly new to it. But honestly, after my first fair of doing it like three days back to back all day, like I feel yeah. like that just set it in stone. Like now I know what it feels like. I know what card I need to pull because I know what that feels like. I yeah. know how to meditate and jot down extra stuff. So that really like made it cemented in yeah with your that really built up your confidence and yeah everything that's awesome yeah that was so much fun watching you at the fair I was like <laughs> I can't believe she's actually doing it this is so awesome I'm like I'm so shy everything that I've done this year I'm like how is this me <laughs> yeah I know that's why it's so exciting just watching you like grow into this unique thing that's what's so cool is if I if I look back and look at everybody that started in that little group that we were kind of that collective Mm -hmm. um soul group we all do very unique things and yeah. that's how it felt because uh, at the beginning we all none of us really knew what we were going to do it's like oh let's do the trendy things because that's how we started and then 
we're all just doing such different things. And it's just so beautiful watching everyone just excelling in their own. Like, it's like, oh, I'm going to go to this fair where my entire soul family's at and we're just hanging out. I would say I kind of like that everyone like builds each other up too. Like, even if you do similar things, like people have different intentions behind it or different, like I even go to, I still get my readings done by other people, even though I do readings just because they might say it in a different way or get something else that I'm not getting from my own. So like everyone has their own little touch that they bring. And I really like that. Let's talk about kind of how you're getting into your oils and stuff, like your other business. Let's talk about that a little bit, because how did that come up for you? Um, So I've always really been into essential oils, even before this whole spiritual path that I got on. Um, The more working like with being an empath, the more I kind of realize like things help raise my frequency. So if I'm having a really bad day or if I'm absorbed way too much of other people's energy, how can I ground? How can I get that energy out of me? And how can I kind of raise myself up to a higher frequency? So then I got more into essential oils, more into crystals and herbs. Um, and I've started making products that with my own intention and I am Reiki certified. So I try to pull that energy into and kind of, I don't know, make stuff that are good for different things. So like I have pelamis and rollers and massage yeah. oils are my recent one that I'm really liking. So that's awesome. So what are your different themes? Like I always call them themes. Um, that's yeah. I, so I have for pelamis and massage oils, I have like a calm, sleepy one. And then I have a romance one, which I'm oh, nice. very much on trying to like promote sexual, like intimacy and even your own like sexual intimacy with yourself. So the romance yeah. one's probably my favorite on both of those. And then as for rollers, I have like an allergy one. I have really bad inner ear stuff. So I have a vertigo one. Oh, wow. Um, I have like a positive, like positive energy one. Yeah. Um, so I have it kind of just like for different needs like that. That's awesome. Yeah. The sexuality thing is so it, it's such a weird topic, but it's such a necessary topic that, because yeah. we have a bunch of, well, maybe we don't anymore, but we have like, when we started this podcast, we were like, okay, let's remember our moms might listen to this. <laughs> and so yeah. we're like, what are we? And then we were like, you know what? We're at the age, they could probably use this information <laughs> as well. So let's just go ahead and do it. But I was listening to this other lady and she has like a the sexuality podcast and I, mm-hmm. and and I was like, oh wow, she's just going for it. We're in this yeah. no shame. All right, cool. Yeah. And um I love like, that. Just empowering other people to empower themselves. And I yeah. feel like society just pushes you down so much when like no you have to behave you have to do this and it's like well that's where my power comes from right I I kind of relate it to like mental health like I just don't feel like people talk about it enough as that they should like there's some kind of stigma around it like sexuality and mental health and I feel like the more we talk about it the more we're like oh this is normal like other girls are having the same problems or you know like this is this isn't something that's gonna like ruin my whole day I just need to find a way to work around it kind of thing like people just need to talk about it more (laughs) definitely especially when you grow up in purity culture where you're like your your body is wrong this is and you know they teach boys completely different when you grow up in purity culture than they teach girls like boy they tell boys oh you're gonna get whatever you want when you get married and this is gonna be amazing and then girls are told well your body is horrible your entire life and then you're expected just to jump on it as soon as you get married and you're like um okay but you told me that it was wrong for so long and so now it's like (laughs) um what what do I do with that (laughs) 
So that's actually like one of my biggest passions um, is trying to like, I don't know, tell people that they're like, they're not wrong. Like anything that you like or that brings you joy can be good for you and trying to find that niche group where you feel, you know, that you fit and that you're not wrong and that you don't have to be ashamed of what you like or how you are. Um, So my romance massage oil is probably my favorite and I use it even after I shave, like, so not even in a romance sense, I use it just more because it makes me feel good. But even something like that, like taking the time to rub it into your legs and like, you know, it's okay to be intimate with yourself and to like take the little pleasures and putting oil on after you shave kind of thing. Yeah. Cause it, it is like a power move. Like when you feel your best is, or your most passionate self it, or your vibe, like vibrancy in your body is when yeah. you are fully accepting who you are and how you want to be. Yeah. And that's, I, I do feel like if people use that more in their daily life, then it would reduce like in is more like intimacy issues or like giving yourself that. I mean, that's a completely other type of self-love that we probably don't talk about enough is your own personal intimacy with yourself. And then that allows you to have better intimacy with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I guess kind of, I want some. Um, I guess kind of on the same line and to kind of tie it back to my like writing part is I always, when I go into like fairs and stuff, I set the intention like that the right people that are meant for my messages will come to me. Um, and I've gotten a lot of new impasse and a lot of people with sexual traumas. And I feel like that's on purpose because I've had to go through both of those struggles. So now I feel like I am in a better place to help kind of guide them through it too. And make them feel like they're not alone while they go through it. (laughs) And that's awesome. So that's another way that spirit talks to you and kind of leads the people to you. I've never thought about, everyone always says that like your people will come to you. Your people will find you. You don't have to push it, but just setting that intention when I'm doing this next one is my first metaphysical fair that we'll be at together. So I'll make sure to remember to set that intention. So if you randomly are being drugged from your table by spirit, it's me calling you. (laughs) I'm just kidding. And I mean, I have, like, I set the attention before all the fairs, and I feel like I have definitely seen people that they, like, looked, but then they, like, walked by, and I was like, okay, I wasn't meant for them. And then other people were, like, just barely look at me, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm like, okay, you were meant, you were meant to come sit at my table. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, what's meant for me will not miss me. Yep. Yep. So I really like that. I didn't really, I guess I didn't realize that you were doing, um, like the romantic side of it. Yeah. I mean, I kind of did, I guess, but not <laughs> in that sense um, where you're like, it's an empowerment thing. And I don't really know anybody. I have, there's one lady that I'm friends with and she's um, like a sex coach, but she mm-hmm. talks about like the love language, like the sexual love languages and different aspects like that. But coming from, I know you both were raised pretty religious, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that is another like tap, like untapped section of fears and just like reprogramming that you have to do. That's very, very hard. And it, and I'm sure it can get very uncomfortable, but it is something just like mental health. I never even really thought about that, but it is something that's kind of shunned. Yeah. There's a stigma. Like not accepted. Yeah. Yeah. To be not accepted or like, oh, you shouldn't have that problem. Or like when, I don't know if you've ever seen the goop lab, it's mm-hmm. on, it's like Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, had yeah, this okay. ep- she had this episode and she would do something unique for each episode. And there's one where they're talking about, um, they're like showing 
it's, it's a woman and she's like a female empowerment coach and she teaches you how to orgasm and like for the first time or, or yourself or in a different way. And they show all these like lady bits up there. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that, okay. Like they're all so different. I was like, I didn't know this. Right? Yeah. I was like, how am I 30 years old? And, and I, and you're never taught that. So it's like, yeah, that's so crazy to me. I started like, I don't know, I guess being more open and trying to talk about more of those things. And like, even stuff as like small as girls getting cysts. Like I didn't realize how common that was. And so many girls have them. And I'm like, it's just something that we don't talk about. People just like suffer in silence. And I was like, there's ways to go around that. Like just have the conversations. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Right. I definitely had this conversation to some extent with my mom a few, a few weeks ago because, um, you know, I, I've had to go, I'm scheduled to have a hysterectomy this year, this coming year. And, um, you know, so asking her, well, did, did my grandma have these issues? Because I know that my mom has different issues. And so I'm like, well, did my grandma have these issues? And she's like, honey, I didn't know. Like, that's not something that they talked about. And I definitely think like what you're talking about, it's very important to talk. I've been married since 2009 and growing up in purity culture, in religion, there are a lot of things that I was like, I was in my thirties before I started really working on in therapy going just because it's, they told you that it wasn't right. Just because they told you your body was wrong does not mean that it was. So, and it's definitely a conversation that not with my kids yet, but a conversation that as they get older, will continue to have because I never want my children to feel like my, their body is negative ever. Right. So, yeah. Or like what's wrong with me or, mm-hmm. or yeah, I don't know. That's so crazy. Plus, like some people like go through, yeah, sexual trauma and that kind of thing. And all that's going to play a factor on not even like with a partner, but even your own like feeling worthy or sexy or whatever. So mm-hmm. trying to yeah. overcome and be comfortable with your own self even. Yeah. And actually let's talk about this too, because I know you enjoy this, but like I don't, I never know how to say the word, but aesthetic dance or like oh, dancing. Yeah. So Katie always wants to do this stuff. And I'm like, ah, I'm too busy. I work, but Christy loves to dance. And that's a very, very good way to tap into your lower chakras and mm-hmm. to kind of like get that sensuality, sexuality, and passion out kundalini. in a way. Yeah. Your yeah. Kundalini, like with yourself. And so that, I mean, that would be really fun too. If we could do like a, like a dance workshop or something. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Oh, I've done a program on chakra dance too. So that's very like, they do it with different binaural beats. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a guided meditation with binaural beats, but you're supposed to just like dance. And I've, I feel like that's probably been really good for trying to like balance my chakras. So. Yeah. And we're about to do the chakra course. So we, that can be something that we talk about that we haven't, or at least find a video that mm-hmm. we can share with people. That'd be awesome. That's fun. Well, we didn't know this was going to turn to a sex talk, but thank no. you so much. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. See, I told you. I was like, just go with it, and we'll see. Like breaking what comes the stigma, out. <laughs> one yeah. podcast at a time. Yeah, because I mean, who knows what our listeners need? If they're, I we know we have a ton of empaths that listen to us, and then also just people empowering themselves in different ways. Like we want to, we want people to empower themselves in whatever way is most unique to them. And if that's mm-hmm. raising their sensuality, raising their passion. And I, and I honestly feel like when you limit that, so limit that inside yourself, that limits your creativity. Like I, 
and I hope my mom isn't listening, but I feel like I'm like a highly sexual person. <laughs> so, and I feel like I'm like, sorry, very, Tracy. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> or a grandma that's listening. I've never had sex in my life. Here we go again. There's a the shame, but, um, right. Stop it. Um, but, but I feel like that's why I do have a lot of creative energy because I'm always living in that state of like sensuality, vitality, and passion. And when you're feeling good and empowered, you can help spread that creativity around. I mean, that's like the sacral chakra. It's both. So if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So she will, we will both be at an event with a bolt, like a couple of our other friends. If you're local to the Kansas city area, um, this weekend, December 11th from 10 AM to 8 PM, it'll be an all day event. So she will have your products. Are you doing anything else that day? I'm not doing readings. I will have a, my workshop sign up for a new impasse. Um, I'm hoping to do that in January or February and I'll have my cards for virtual readings. Um, but mostly on Saturday, I'll be selling my essential oil products. That's awesome. And then do you do virtual readings as well? Like so you do virtual readings. You just said that, but I, what I meant, I guess, what I meant to ask you is that the empath workshop, is that going to be online as well? I haven't figured out the details. It's either going to be Facebook or zoom. Um, okay. Cause we have a lot of people that listen from all over the like us. So I just yeah. wanted to make sure that if that's something that they are interested in or, um, any of your products, um, what's the best way for them to kind of get in contact with you? Um, I would say for the workshop or readings, I have a Christy Hong 182 at Gmail. Um, okay. You can message me and I can sign you up or schedule you for a reading. For my products, it'll be either at Fairs or I have an Etsy. Oh, yeah. Go Etsy. Go. So Which we'll is put also all those... Christy Hong 182 on Etsy as well. <laughs> okay. So we'll put all that in the show notes so that they can contact you, whatever they're feeling called to, and follow you on all your media pages and see see what all is up. Okay. Any other messages from spirit that you've gotten in the past 10 minutes? Um, the only other thing I wanted to kind of, I guess, touch on is if you guys, if anybody was wanting to try the meditative writing, yeah, um, I would definitely recommend like doodling really lightly on a piece of paper first and then try. Um, I also like to write my questions out ahead of time. So then I can like doodle and then like I read the question and then try and write one. I can, I've progressed to where I can do it on a computer, but it is a lot harder and I wouldn't necessarily recommend that for a beginner. Yeah. But if you are mastering it and want to try a computer, it's a good progression step. So that's kind of how it works for you is you can, you just kind of, you can open your eyes and kind of like zone in and zone out and just kind of Mm -hmm. set back and read the, cause that's where I like fall out of meditating and stuff when I'm supposed to be doing something. I'm like, wait, am I doing it wrong? Am I, am I, wait, when am I supposed to read or how long do I keep my eyes closed or how many breaths am I taking? And then I just end up doing something else. So that's cool that you said that about just kind of zoning in doodling and then reading the questions beforehand, just kind of taking it one question at a time. And it can even be really generic, like what messages does the universe have for me? Like that could be how somebody could start, take like five deep breaths, kind of start doodling and then just don't stop moving your pen. Whatever comes out, comes out. Don't reread it. Don't anything like that until you're done. And then you can go back and read it because you don't want to stop the flow of it coming through. So I know you're really creative too. Is there any times where you kind of get messages from the doodles, like the pictures? I have never even paid attention. Now I'm curious. I'll have yeah. to look at that next time. <laughs> yeah. 
I feel like I would just start, like if I did it, it would be kind of like a version of tea reading or something where right. you have like the pictures and, um, or the, the teas make pictures. I've never, I've never been able to do that, but I, was, I just, I didn't know maybe if little shapes or something pop out or if there's weird hidden messages in the, inside the doodles, that'd be kind of fun. The only thing I've ever noticed is I feel like I switch directions of like which way I'm drawing the circles. Like I'll go left and then I'll switch to right. And I don't know why I switched. So I've wondered that. I'm like, what is making me switch the direction? I don't know. Oh, that's but. awesome. <laughs> Just kind of randomly happens. Yeah. That's awesome. Katie, did you have any other questions? I don't think so. This is awesome. awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I want to try it now, but I, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like I'll do it weird. <laughs> Set a timer, like maybe just try deep breathing for like one minute to kind of get you in the right headspace. And then the first time we did it in that workshop, she just set a timer for five minutes, which went by really fast. I felt like, oh, really? But that way you don't have to be like, how long have I been doing this? Like, just wait till your timer goes off and be like, oh, I've done it for five minutes. <laughs> okay. I have been practicing with a five minute timer for my meditation. So maybe that would be a good yeah. idea, but I think the doodling would help me. I need active meditation. So I have to be doing something. I have to be walking or stretching in the steam room or listening to affirmations or something. I can't just sit and meditate right now. So I can't I think the doodling would be fun. I do a lot of that. I do writing and I do a lot of Tai Chi. Like I can't just sit and oh yeah, I'll, I'll you, zone out. <laughs> how has the Tai Chi been going? I love it. I feel like I'm mixing two different cultures because I am Reiki certified. So I always turn my Reiki on before I do it, which is like Chinese and Japanese. So it's probably conflicting, but um. I feel like I feel a lot of the energy and it really helps. I have a really stressful day job. So it really helps calm me and bring me out of that. That's awesome. Can you feel like the energy, like moving around when you're doing it? I get, yeah, I'm, I'm clear feeling. So I might feel it more than somebody else, but yeah, that's my favorite part is like, I feel connected to the world when I do it. Cause yeah, I feel that's everything. so awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Christy, for coming on. We're so excited. Hopefully we, everybody goes and contacts you and we sell a bunch of stuff and then your workshop, your workshops go really well. And thanks for coming on. Yeah. yeah this was awesome. Me. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, leave us a five-star review or support us with a monthly donation, which can be found on anchor.fm or on buy me a coffee <laughs> backslash well, I can't ever remember. Love of two hippies, right? That's yeah, no is. four. Okay. Uh, to catch all the latest from us, you can follow us at For the Love of Two Hippies on Instagram or on Facebook at For the Love of Two Hippies Podcast. Thanks again. And until next time. Don't worry. Boo, 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 boo. Keep doodling. <laughs> <laughs> and be hippie. <laughs> be hippie. <laughs>